Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. This week, we're in Madrid to visit one of the city's historic skyscrapers. Built in the 1950s, this landmark lay dormant for over a decade from the mid-2000s because of Spain's economic woes at the time. But now, thanks to a hotel group acquiring the building in the late 2010s, the tower has seen a fully renovated interior and a regenerated public realm surrounding it too. Paul Logothetis brings us this tall story. Originally commissioned by dictator Francisco Franco, the Edificio España was Spain's tallest skyscraper when it was built in 1953, providing an elegant mix of hotel, apartments, and commercial space. The structure, designed by brothers Julian and José María Otamendi, is a neo-baroque-style building that came to represent a symbol of prosperity in Francoist Spain, combining New York City feel with an Eastern Bloc aesthetic. Its standing as the Spanish capital's tallest skyscraper lasted only four years, however, but its imposing sandstone facade has always loomed loudly over the Plaza España public square fronting it. But, more recently, the Edificio España stood as a symbol of all that had gone wrong in Spain, when the economic crisis hit the country hard in the mid-2000s. The building sat boarded up and battered from 2006 when it was first shuttered, a glaring image of the downturn that had walloped the country. It subsequently ping-ponged between owners three times over the next 12 years, with each acquisition providing its own drama. Banco Santander allowed a filmmaker to document the ongoing renovation work it initially undertook during its ownership, only to then censor what turned out to be an award-winning film. Dalian Wanda Group of China, its subsequent owner, was prepared to raise the building before a community group rallied to save it from demolition. The building in the square became a glaring afterthought throughout, sitting there without purpose except to act as a dim link between the buzzing Araguaya's neighborhood home to the bulk of the city's university students and the city center's western core in Gran Via Boulevard. The surroundings of the square came to be marked by dim lighting, boarded-up buildings, and decrepit offices overtaken by squatters. But, by 2018, the Ryu hotel chain had stepped in to buy the emblematic building, and the square was being transformed. For former Madrid city mayor Manuela Carmena, Ryu's sudden appearance changed everything in the building's trajectory. For us, it was very important that it wasn't destroyed, that it wasn't demolished, the former judge tells me from Zapatelas her children's clothing store in the nearby Malasaña neighborhood that highlights her left-wing politics and working-class roots through the promotion of workers' rights and job placement programs. We got lucky that a Spanish business appeared, the Rio Hotel chain, and now we have a marvelous hotel in a precious building, she says. The purchase, coincidentally, came as the city was moving forward with redevelopment plans for the square. Madrid citizens had voted in a referendum to move some surrounding streets underground to make the square greener and more accessible to pedestrians and cyclists also eliminating some of the notorious traffic congestion around it. This new configuration has now connected the Royal Palace to the sprawling Campo del Oeste Park in the city's west end, providing nearly four kilometers of vehicle-free streets to wander. Smack in the middle of that path sits the new and improved Plaza España Square and the signature Edificio España. Rio went on to spend a reported 400 million euros acquiring and completing the stunning renovation of the four-star hotel, which now boasts 550 rooms. It recently saw the opening of a flagship Zara store on the ground level, an 8,000-square-foot space that is the Spanish retailer's largest on the globe. Today, the Edificio España is no longer shuttered nor enveloped by graffiti scrawl, but clamoring with visitors, who are eager for a peek inside the building which mirrors a new energy in the Spanish capital. Tourism had been steadily growing in Madrid only for the COVID-19 pandemic to temper that trend abruptly. The regional government is eager to exploit the city's history, gastronomy, sports scene, and arts and culture 
to keep the city from being thought of as merely a pit stop on the travels to the rest of the country. Before the pandemic, the development of high-end hotels was earmarked as a priority, and the Edificio España has provided that proof. Strolling through the Art Deco-inspired lobby with its original Greek facades, grand chandeliers, and marble floors, it's easy to let your imagination drift to a different era as your glance meets an original phone booth or the chrome-plated elevator switchboard on the wall. The elegant lobby bar with its smartly dressed bartenders and mid-century inspired decor makes it easy to want to settle in for a local vermouth or a martini or two. But the main attraction is up above. While the lobby provides an ode to the building's origins, you are quickly transported back to the present upon emerging on the rooftop terrace and its unparalleled and sweeping 360 degree views of Madrid. On the weekends, you can expect to see queues forming around the block with tourists and locals alike forking over 10 euros to access the Instagram-worthy patio setting. The most desired selfie comes from crossing a transparent glass platform, which is plastered with hotel branding, of course. Patience is required and easily found as you gawk at views that seem to stretch across all corners of the city into the Spanish countryside. For the 78-year-old Carmena, who served as mayor from 2015 to 2019 and whose administration was integral to the transformation of the square and the fate of the Edificio España building, preserving the historical landmark was essential. It's phenomenal. It's precious because they've been able to build something without sacrificing its style, she tells me. It's a part of Madrid. It's enormously emblematic. It's a building that you can argue whether it's well-designed or not, but it's Madrid, which is why it's so important. You've been listening to Tool Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Paul Logothetis and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs>